Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. Hey everybody, how's it going? <laughs> we are here recording a Seller Roundtable extra session and I'm here with my friend Don DeBellick. He is an incredible guy with a lot of experience. He is an entrepreneur magazine columnist. He's written a bunch of books on marketing and business. And he is also an inventor and a patent agent. So he has a lot to teach us today. He came and spoke at uh, my Alamo Inventors group. And so I followed up with him. He's also helped a lot of people in our mastermind group with their patents. They are loving him, everything that he helps them with. So I asked Don to come back and talk to us a little bit more about how to really get our products out there, how to market them. Don mostly works with inventors um, and other entrepreneurs as well. Um, so we are going to take the angle of private label today, talking to you guys about how to get your products out there besides on Amazon, on Amazon, you know, how to run PPC, you know, how to do all that. But Don is going to teach us a little bit today about how to market on a wider level on a broader level. So welcome Don. It's so good to have you. Thank you very much. Well, do you want to tell everyone a little bit about, did I cover everything about your background or maybe you want to um, just take a few I think minutes. so, but here, I put a little bit of a slide up here. Um, so I've written for Entrepreneur Magazine and really that's in a way the start of the uh, talk today because in Entrepreneur Magazine, uh, there's a lot of people with a lot of products and a lot of them have been very successful. They Entrepreneur Magazine wouldn't let me write about anybody unless they had over a million dollars in sales. And the people I talked to who were inventors, so I had an inventor column, but the, the thing that's amazing, when I look at those inventions, and there was 109 of them that I wrote about, um, basically their ideas are no better for the most part than the ideas I see every day from other inventors. So I, you know, it kind of led me to think, well, what is it that these people did different? Is their, their, their products aren't that much better, but yes, their success ratio is way higher. And so that's what I'm going to talk about today. What is it that these people who have succeeded selling their products into stores, into um, distributors and, you know, very wide ranging um, success in the market, what have they done that you can learn about and do too? So I've also written uh, four invention marketing books, but I've also written many marketing books. I think I've written 15 books in all. Right now I'm running the website, One Stop Invention Shop. I've helped introduce over 20 new products. And my last uh, job that I had before I semi-retired was I ran a $5 million company based on a Danish inventor's product. And um, i just tell you a little story before I uh, went, so I've been involved in the invention business for about 40 years. And the very first job I had, I had was with an inventor who um, invented the first reclining dental chair. And basically he was a salesman for these, what they called straddle loungers back in those days. And one sales, uh, one of the dentists came up and said, oh, if you could just make a dental chair to do this, this would be the greatest product in the market. Well, what happened was he went out and he invented that product. It took him about three years to perfect it. And he started to sell it at, you know, little dental shows and uh, he didn't go anywhere. 
well, he did have some business, but some guy said to him, walked up to him, told him, you need the best salesman in the market, you know, to be your partner and get this product out. So what he did is he asked around, he found out who was the best salesman in the market, and he gave that guy 25% ownership of the company. That salesman came in, and within about three years, he was selling over $30 million of products. And he wouldn't have sold any without this help. And that's basically um, what I'm trying to communicate to you today is how to really get connected into the broader market, the market where you really can rack up big sales. And then how to, and I'm going to be teaching you later on how to make these connections, how to find these people, and then what kind of deals to offer them so that you can really um, have a lot of success. You're in a better position than most to do this because you already have ongoing sales. So what we're talking about is, okay, here's a market over here. I don't have any sales in this market. What can I do? Well, what you can do is hook up with someone who actually knows how to deal with that market and they can take your product out and you can really uh, jumpstart your sales to a high level. Plus you're in total control of your sales. And um, I know a lot of you maybe are on Amazon and I've tried to sell products on Amazon. I've had varying success, but basically some categories, there's like hundreds and thousands of products out there that people can choose from. And it's really hard to come to the top. Well, when you start working with these people in the markets who are actually in the industry, you'll find out that they'll put you to the top really without a lot of effort on your part. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> I'm ready to learn, Don. <laughs> okay. So as I mentioned, I've written columns on over 130 uh, inventors, all of them have over a million dollars in sales, all types of products, all types of investments. Some of these people didn't even have $5 and they were able to get out on the market and all types of uh, distribution. Now, I'm not saying you can have a bad product and be successful, but you don't have to have a product that's run away better than everybody else's. You just have to have a reasonable product. And if you can hook up with the right people, you'll be able to be successful. So the first thing I find out with uh, inventors and new product people trying to broach the market is um, they don't know the retailer requirements. They don't know the industry discounts and pricing. They don't know how to, how to package their product. They don't know what kind of certifications they need to sell the product. And generally, they don't even know how to get a barcode um, that the retailers require. They don't really know any of the key contacts in the market and they don't know the best distribution methods and they don't know the important trade shows. Now this, if you're marketing a product and I've marketed many, if you don't know these things, you're never gonna succeed in this new market. You've gotta learn these products uh, requirements and the easiest way to learn them is actually from having an industry contact, but you really should be learning these things as you go just so that it doesn't sound like you're a total rookie and that you actually know something about the business. So we're gonna talk about how to learn all these things and it's really not hard to learn. You can do it very easily with just a little bit of time and this will expand your opportunity success greatly. So what are inventors or your three goals? One is you wanna create strong sell, uh, sales, you wanna have a strong market presence and you wanna keep your marketing expenses low. And um, I think that's really, you know, as, as we mentioned, like some of us are inventors and some of us are bringing a new private label product, 
but private label by definition is unique. It isn't, it isn't a product that is a commodity copy of another product because that would be a white label product. So those of you private label sellers, when you have something that is differentiated, no matter what your product is, these are really great goals to have. Right, and um, I'm sure you've all learned online sellings that keeping marketing expenses low is a tough job. I mean, it's really easy to advertise on any of these sites, Google or Facebook and ever, and spend way more money than you ever uh, recoup. And so um, part of the goal of here is how do you learn how to enter, uh, go into these other markets, which can be way bigger and way more profitable and still keep your expenses low. Um, and so the, re, the, the way you can achieve these goals is you must rely on mentors and experienced helpers from your target market. It's just very difficult to go out there and, and really succeed in markets where there's so much you don't know. And what I'm gonna be teaching you today is, it sounds like, oh, I know what you're thinking. How am I going to get this mentor? Experienced helpers, were you kidding? They'll never, I'll never be able to find them. Well, I'm going to show you how it's very easy to find them and how you can work it. And as long as you're willing to share some of your rewards with these people, you'll find that they're anxious to jump on your ship. So when you want to have um, generate strong sales, this is what the mentors can really do for you. They have contacts to make quick sales. You know, they know the retailers who the product fits into. You know, um, I get so many times people will say, oh, I, Home Depot, boy, that's going to be a great outfit. But, you know, those are, can be hard to get into. But there's other retailers throughout the country, like Case Hardware, who is quite easily to get into. And these people in the industry know that, and they know how to get in it. They also know the distributors and other reps, and, offer, and they almost always know how to structure a big deal. And this would be um, if you wanted to have a, a large exclusive sales arrangement or in, in the inventor's case, sometimes they like to sell their product out for a big profit. So all of these things, these uh, you know, mentors or people experiencing the reps, they have all this to offer you. Now, as far as creating a strong market presence, they also know how to do that. They know the key magazines. They usually... People don't realize this, but at trade magazines, those people who write in the magazines, feature new products, talk about what's going on in the industry, they're very accessible. They're happy to talk to you on the phone. They're willing to work with you. And um, most of these mentors will actually have a relationship and be able to get a lot of stuff in print for you. Um, the other thing is industry trade shows. Now, people don't know this uh, generally, inventors or new people in the market, but these industry trade shows, everybody kind of knows everybody once they've been around for a while. And so um, at an tr industry trade show, it usually goes from let's say 10 in the morning to six at night, but all the action is really from 12 to three. And everybody walks around those other hours and talks to everybody. And they learn how to meet people and really learn how to make a lot of contacts. Also, these trade shows are famous for their after show uh, parties. So usually they'll have a little, um, you know, little food, a few drinks and stuff right at the show. But then everyone goes to the major trade uh, or the uh, hotels where the 
Rachel was stationed and they go and have a lot of drinks. This is how they meet a lot of people. And so when you're talking about people in the market, they actually know everybody else. You know, you're going in there and don't know anybody. So you don't want to do that. You want to go in and you want to make some contacts so you know it. It's always very amazing to me that um, like if I'm introducing a new product and I, before I even start, I go to the trade shows. I can meet a lot of people. They're very easy to meet at trade shows. And I learn a lot about the industry just by attending a trade show once as a guest. And the trade shows will always let you in if you tell them that you're going to be introducing a new product and you want to see what the show is like. Um, and so here it is, a treasure trove of information people can access easily, but they don't do it. And I think the main reason they don't do it is they don't realize how to do it. The other thing the mentors can do for you is, uh, and this is what the uh, sales manager did for John Naughton at the dental chair I told you about earlier. He created a nationwide sales force in like a week. He knows the people, he can get, recruit the people, and he really got a, a very strong sales force to go out and sell the product. Now, the other thing uh, these mentors can help you with tremendously is keeping your marketing expenses low. Um, trade shows are pretty expensive. You know, you might have a two or three thousand dollar booth, and uh, the show itself might cost you four or five thousand dollars if you're exhibiting. Um, although you still get a lot of benefit just by attending, but off, you, usually your mentor can help you join with other companies for trade shows so that you, uh, you know, you cut your expenses. They'll also know what programs don't work. I mean, a lot of uh, new product people, they run out and spend a lot of money on product brochures, a lot of money on advertising. And um, a lot of times those programs don't work. Most businesses, when you get outside of the um, selling online are really done person to person. They're really, it's a personal business and it's uh, knowing how to do that, especially when you're starting out small and you're not able to go after like Walmart or Target, but you need to build up your sales. And the other thing is just by knowing what kind of packaging you need, how many samples you need, uh, also uh, things like that. The mentors know that and you don't and usually uh, a new person trying to introduce their product will really fall down on um, their initial offerings to companies. And that's because um, they're mostly not ready, right? So you're wanting, it sounds like what you're, you're encouraging us to do is first kind of figure out who those mentors are, which you're going to be showing us how to do, but then, you know, really try and learn what kind of packaging is required, what kind of um, what the industry is doing and where, you know, where to kind of look for these things and then get, you know, ask those mentors to um, help you get set up with that sales force, with the marketing um, things that you need to be able to present at a trade show and do well or get those products into the store with the right packaging, the right um, outer, <laughs> outer presentation, right? Right, you, you, you need that. I'm going to be going into, a, I, I guess the first conversation I'm just trying to convince you that a mentor is darn handy to have. I will be actually going into a little bit later on actually how to find these people and get them and get them to sign up, you know, to work with you because, um, you know, it's a step-by-step -step plan, but right, you just can't go out ignorant into a market. I mean, I see people go to a trade show 
They never even went to the trade show before. They have no idea how the trade show works. They don't have any idea what the people are looking for. And, and of course, they fail, you know. So getting your ducks in line is very important if you want to be successful. So when you're looking for your best helpers, um, the best helpers are, are first are independent sales reps. And the reason that there can be very handy, they know what's going. Now, these people all work on commission. So if they don't make sales, they don't eat. So uh, they have a lot of moxie to them and they have a lot of experience and they really um, have a lot of contacts with other reps. So they can be very handy. Another group is when you go to a successful inventors in the same market, in your case, it's just successful people who introduce their own new product. Um, these guys are extremely helpful. They're usually bend over backwards to help another new person come in. They'll tell you what mistakes they made. They'll often give you a lot of contacts who you can make early sales for. Now, all of these people only are going to sign up with you or work with you if they like your product. So, you know, I'm not saying that the product's not important, but I'm saying that if you do have the product, you still, the people who succeed are the people who get out there and make these connections. Retail store managers can be very helpful. I mean, I've known people who have worked with the store manager at a Walmart and the Walmart store manager liked his product. He put up a display, they ran test programs. And when the product was successful, he helped that person, you know, move out into other um, markets. So they can be good in, in marketing people at companies. They're also extremely good helpers. They also are a god of experience in history, know a lot, and they can do a lot to help your product. So these are the kind of people we look for. People have two things in common. One is they know the market, and two is they're looking for an angle to really do well, you know, to make a lot of money. Um, so when you're talking to these people, they're not talking to you to be nice to you or to be friendly to you. They're looking at you as a way to make a lot of money. And if you present that opportunity to them, um, you know, they're going to be very interested in talking to you. So what do you do? You're going to go out and start talking to people. Um, these are, so we haven't found our reps or our mentors yet, but we want to be prepared to go out. One is you really should have a non-exclosure agreement or a patent, a provisional patent. And, and in your case where you may are, uh, have e-products, what you wanna do is have some type of an exclusive arrangement with the manufacturer or your manufacturing. So people just can't go right around you and um, approach who's ever supplying you and get the product without you. You need to have some kind of uh, protection to, uh, so that doesn't happen. You just need a sales flyer for your product. It's very helpful always to have the competition for your product. You know, so in other words, you're going to sell your sales fly and then you're going to sell, uh, here's the competitive product sales flyers and you should be able to talk about why your product is better than those. You want to have a targeted sales product or a sales price. And if possible, you want to have a, a, a model or prototype, but in your case, if you're e-sellers, you would have that product already available. So just to break it down, we want to have an agreement, um, a non-disclosure, especially if our product is not on the market yet. Um, but also before we enter into any kind of deal with somebody, we want to make sure that we 
we have that. And then we want to have a sales flyer. We want to, um, even a digital sales flyer is okay. Um, you guys can use Canva to make that. There's lots of providers on Fiverr and stuff like that that are great to make flyers for your products. Um, digital flyers are great to send out. And then you said that we also want to have, we want to know our competition because we want to know, I'm sure whoever is going to be selling this product for us or buying this product from us wants to know why they should care, right? Just like we create product listings, they want to know why they should care. And then contracts with our suppliers. If you're getting your product from a trading company and anyone could just search search that trading company up on Alibaba and find your product and just buy it themselves, well, what's the incentive for them to get it from you? Is Did I sum that up okay, Don? Yes, definitely. Got it, okay. And I just, um, going on to the next, how do you find these key contacts? Well, the first thing you do is obtain industry trade magazines. Now you can just do a trade, uh, a Google search for trade magazines and this, then list what your product is and they'll come up. Now a trade magazine is a magazine that goes out to manufacturers, retailers, marketers who are in that industry. Now in those industry trademark magazines, they have articles, they interview um, marketing people, they'll interview sales reps, they'll do all kinds of things that let you know who those people are. Um, the trade magazines are also uh, the ones who usually run the big trade shows and they'll often have trade show directories and those trade show directories will list the different types of products and they'll, they'll list people you can contact to find out more information. All of these people are potential key contacts. If you can't find them on Google, you can also go on um, online to Gale Source of Publication and Broadcast Media and they will also list, um, you know, they'll list the different kinds of trade magazines that you can look up. It used to be you almost always had to go to Gales, but now a Google search will turn up most of them. Now, all magazines have new product sections. Now, this is the real golden area for you. You want to send away for all new products that are even remotely connected to your product. And when you get that, what's going to happen is they're going to respond. They're going to send you an email. They're going to give you a person's contact name. They're going to send you what their product is. And um, those people's names, though, are what you want because those are the people you can call up and talk to about, tell them about your product, ask them what to do. And, and also, um, I'll go into this a little later, but tell them that, that you have attractive offers for industry people. Well, if they know people would be interested in helping taking on a new product. Uh, a lot of the uh, literature you'll get will also have sales reps on your product literature. So not just coming from the company, but there'll be a local sales rep. Um, these are the people you really want to connect with and go to lunch with. These are the people who are anxious to make a lot of money. They also have a lot of knowledge and they can provide a lot of help for you. So, um, you know, if you get, a, if you get um, let's say 10 pieces of literature, there's 10 sales reps on them. You should take every one of them out to lunch, not all together, but on different times and talk to them and see, show them your product, see how they respond to your product. Um, uh, going back to the competitive section that we talked about last time, um, one thing I found really helps with sales reps is to do a little, uh, 
little focus group with your friends, family, or at church. Like I've done this sometimes. Uh, I give speeches to, uh, you know, groups of uh, like singles or, or whatever. And what I usually do is I bring like seven or eight different products or flyers and I pass them out to the people. And then I ask, and I divide people up into groups of like four or five. And I ask them to rate every product for um, which ones they think they like best or most likely to buy, which ones, um, and then rank the products by the price range. So what happens, that's very helpful because uh, if they if they rank your product in between a product that sells for $12 and one that sells for $10, you can say that people think my product is worth $10 to $12. Because um, that's always one of the, the questions, you know, you tell them your price point, but they like to see some substantiation about, um, you know, why do you feel that price point is adequate? Uh, so, but, but this is stuff that you can go over with the sales reps. They'll be, the more you prepare, you know, the show you know what you're doing, the, the better response you'll get from the sales reps. Sometimes these, uh, say, uh, sometimes a lot of the product literature comes from inventors or from other new product people. And if, if they happen to be in your area, you should go meet with them too. Um, so, so basically, this is one way to get contacts. And, and, and also you can use LinkedIn if you like it, but I found this is much better. LinkedIn often has, you know, people who are from too big a companies and it's sometimes, they're, you know, you're talking to them out of the blue, but when, when you talk to them because they're calling you up, hoping to sell you a product, I found them to be a lot more receptive. So Don, do you have any advice for um, a lot of our listeners as well as a lot of our community is actually located overseas. They're located in other countries and they've built companies and they're selling uh, products and private label brands in the United States. So do you have any advice for those that might not be able to hang out in the US and go to these trade shows and can they still make the connections? Yes, they still can. In fact, there's no better era than now, because now people, are, well, it used to be when I was a lot more active, Skype was the prevailing, but now it's really, uh, you know, Zoom, or there's really four or five, and a lot of the people now use that, I think it's WhatsApp, so they can go on the, you don't have to use your computer, but you can use your phone. Um, but then you have to really be ready. Um, so, you have to have a way to kind of show in a show like here's the product, here's how it's used, you know, here's the things about it. You you, you just can't talk, right? You've got to have uh, a little sales pitch with a little bit of uh, visual aids, all set. So when they're looking at you on your phone, and you have to have this kind of tight, um, you know, so, so what you have on all these calls, and I've done a lot of stuff with uh, companies in China too, is you have, you have like a minute to start, right? To get their attention. And yeah. you really need a power pack visual that in a minute to convey that. Then if you get their interest, then you need like a five or six minutes to kind of where you can reveal more, but uh, you just can't call them up on Skype and talk to them. You, you better be prepared with you know, you have materials to show talk about your product. Yes, in our retail masterclass, um, you know, we talk about this, we talk about how to create what's called a brief. 
And before even the brief, you want to be able to get their attention with not something so salesy because everybody gets all these messages, these spammy messages, but first just connect. And then next, give them a little, a little taste, something that's going to make them a little more curious and want to have more of a conversation. And then, you know, be able to wow them with, you know, different things like teaser decks or, um, or just even a, a really cool short video of the product, something that they're able to see right there in their message, right there virtually. But, you know, you're kind of opening up the conversation. And that's what we really focus on because so many people just send these massive, you know, kind of spammy emails out to everybody instead of really like you're recommending, Don, to focus in on a few key contacts and develop those relationships and then show them what you have to offer in, in a really great way. Yeah, I would like to, I don't know how many people here have ever watched, um, a, you know, one of these videos from the investment community where, you know, they go on and they're like an hour long before they ever tell you <laughs> what you want. And those don't work at all when you're talking to these people. They, they want to see something in like a minute. And um, there's nothing better for that one minute, not only to show your product, to show though, yeah, the products that you compete with and why you, you know, I developed my product because this product X and this product Y, they have these problems, they don't work or they're too expensive or they, they have some major uh, flaws, which gave you some opportunities. And, um, you know, it doesn't hurt to say, if you show them a really good selling product, they, they actually know what these good selling products are, right? You don't have to tell them and say, look, this product doesn't do this, this, and this, and mine does it, you know? So I, I find that showing competitive products to these people who are in the market uh, is good. And um, plus they'll respond to you. If you say, well, this, this, and this product uh, don't have this and I have this, they're gonna, you know, you're gonna, uh, and this is the greatest thing that can happen to you is they're gonna give you feedback. And he says, yeah, but their product does that. Do you do that? You know, and they'll, you'll get a dialogue going that really gives you a chance to explain your product better. And, um, you know, they won't be really nice. You know, if they think your product's got flaws, they'll tell you right off the bat. If they think your price too high, they'll tell you. I mean, so they're just looking to make money. That's what you have to read is they don't, they're not trying to be nasty to you, but, but don't expect them to be, you know, oh, it's not like showing this to your mom or something. And they said, oh, what a nice idea you have. They don't do that. And I think that's better for you. It's getting that dialogue going. And again, that's why I'm so much in favor of uh, sending off for product literature. Because that person's calling you up and he's interested in talking to you because he's hoping to sell you something. And, and you really can uh, do a dialogue. And um, I don't know what's best overseas, if Zoom really works or if Skype is better, but uh, everybody out there who's overseas probably knows what's the best thing. And I think most American companies or people, they would have that. I think it's WhatsApp on their phone yeah. or, or, or Zoom, but a lot of them still might have Skype. But, uh, you know, cause Skype isn't so bad for one-on-one, -on -one. you know, if you're just talking to one person. Thanks for tuning in to part one of this episode. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at sellerroundtable.com. 
sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, SellerSEO.com and AmazingAtHome.com.